Good morning, guys. We are Dog Sports Live, and we are joined today by Dan Wetzel from Yahoo Sports, uh, and the he hosts the uh, Yahoo College Sports National Enquirer. He is the author of the Epic Athlete series, a, a young adult series um, based on um, epic athletes. And we're hoping one day we'll have a JT Daniels version of the Epic Athletes. Because uh, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> I know you're excited. You're a college football junkie, um, and uh, we're, we're happy to join you to talk about UGA Clemson. Um, so Graham and I have been working this game all offseason, milking it for every inch of its life, but we're, we really wanted to have you come on and give us sort of the national perspective of this game. So with that, uh, welcome, and tell us what you're thinking uh, uh, from the national 50,000-foot view. Well, first off, I love the Georgia-Clemson rivalry. I think people are um... – get pretty excited that they you know that they play if nothing else um you know it's a fun rivalry uh obviously got two local schools even though they're not in the same conference so the fact that they're even um that they play is a big deal um and then you just have you know they recruit against each other they uh, you know i'm sure it's it, it feels more like uh you know conference college football used to be about you know your neighbor or you know, some guy working at your office or, or whatever. And the conferences are so big now. Uh, I'm sure everyone in, in Georgia knows a heck of a lot more Clemson fans than they do Missouri fans or Texas A&M fans, you know. So so that's the fun part. Uh, and then it's just, you know, it's a, it's a heavyweight matchup. But, you know, the stakes aren't, you know, both schools can lose. Uh, either school can lose and still make the playoffs. So... Um, you know, which, which I think is good because that part of what the playoffs should have done is it's encouraged these kind of games where we just get a big treat. So I just think nationally, everyone's excited that there's a really good week of college football here. And, uh, this is the, this is the crown jewel of the game. That's interesting. We were going to talk about that. Um, you know, the, the, the fact that the narrative on this is that both schools can lose and make playoffs. And you're seeing that as a positive to encourage sort of, uh, more matchups like that. Well, I mean, I'd rather have more of these than than the cupcake games, right? And I think going forward, if you look at the sport, um, you know, with all the realignment, you look at, the, you know, I, I, the SEC is going to go to ten games, probably, uh, particularly if the, if this quote unquote alliance works, uh, where you're playing probably ten SEC games, at least nine. Uh, and probably ten, because if if this in ten years, if the alliance actually holds, we'll we'll see the the ability for the SEC to schedule non conference games just won't be there. I mean, Clemson will be playing eight ACC games, a Big Ten team, and a Pac twelve team. Are they really going to add a and South Carolina? Well, there's That's eleven what, of your twelve games. Right. So you don't think the alliance would be the end of some of those traditional rivalries like Clemson, South Carolina, or Georgia, Georgia Tech? I don't think it will. I think it would be – I think – you know, you guys may know better, but, I mean, I think that would be silly. No, but I don't know anything. The I'm ACC doesn't want to get rid of those four games. The Louisville, Kentucky, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech. and I mean, those are great games. I would hate to see those go by the wayside. Um, but if you're Clemson, you now have 11 major conference games a year. Are you ever playing Georgia again? Like, are you really going to make your 12th game Georgia or are you going to make it the Citadel? Because you need a, you know, a game. So um, what we have to get used to going forward is that you're going to have champions with a couple losses. 
uh, it's just it's just the way it is. You're playing tougher schedules than than they used to. There's more balance than there used to be. Um, so it, you just have to get used to the idea that being and I'll say that in Alabama will still go like 18 and 0 no matter how many games they play. But <laughs> yeah. um, that old idea of you had to blow everybody out and go perfect to be a national champ is just. It's you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost five games last year. Nobody sits around and goes, "Well, I, I, I don't really think they really won the Super Bowl." No, they they won it. Um, you know, so it's just going to be a little bit different, and uh, and that that's where we're at. So, you know, would I don't know? Would you want this to be a, a, a knockout game in Week One? I mean, no. it, it, even during the old BCS days, it wouldn't have been a knockout. It, it, there was no time this was a knockout game. There were right. lots of one loss teams. So. It's it's grits are romanticized, but week one, no. Let's play. Whoever wins wins. I don't think either team gets blown out. I think then you have a you're walking a tightrope the rest of the way. But Georgia's schedule and Clemson's schedule is not particularly tough the rest of the way. Well, you so, know, I was gonna go. I was you were talking about the cupcake games and we've got University of Alabama Birmingham next week, and suddenly that that game has a little more intrigue after they play it on a national stage, right? And uh and they they look pretty good last night. They look really good. With the defense looks uh, looks terrific. They got nice programs. They done a great job. Yeah, they they had like a. I'm gonna go nerd out on the. I just was looking at the stuff over the off season. They had a 36 percent de- uh, defensive success rate allowed, which is uh, really good. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> not bad. So I'm curious. I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the narratives around this game because uh, we're big on this show of kind of trying to to dispel some of the the common things that are said about Kirby Smart out there and that, you know, he is kind of behind the times offensively. Like, we personally think that that is a lot just due to the fact that they started Stetson Bennett for most of the season, but that the the scheme that they are running and the personnel that they are running in their offense is very much on par with kind of the modern things that you've seen from Alabama and LSU, the last two national champions. And then with Clemson, you have Dabo that's done a great job and, you know, two national championships, one with, with Lawrence, one with Watson, but you're kind of entering into a new era with that program with DJU taking over. And he's another one of these super quarterbacks, but they have lost the last couple of times they've been on kind of this, this sort of stage and a played in a elite out of conference opponent that, that has more equal talent to, to what they have. Who do you think needs this game more? And, like, do you personally kind of have a narrative around either of these coaches? Or do you uh, do you think it matters, really? Do you think it'll, you know, more be about the big picture of the entire season? Well, look, Dabo, Dabo's got two national titles, so he doesn't need a whole lot. Um, <clears throat> so Kirby needs it more if we're going on right. that. But that's a, that's a relative term uh, or comparative term. Um, you know, I think the game would mean a great deal to Georgia. I mean, there is a narrative that, you know, Kirby doesn't win the big game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're 10 and five or 10 and six against top 10 opponents under Kirby smart. Three of those losses are to Alabama. Um, other than Dabo Sweeney, nobody beats Alabama. I guess Orgeron did it once. Um, you know, some of it is like, if you get to the playoff and then lose to Alabama, is that better than losing to him in the sec title game or during the season? Um, so I, I don't think that's a fair narrative. Um, I think it's one of his other losses was to LSU, right? Yeah. Um, yes. That, that loaded LSU team with yeah, Joe Burrow. Burrow 
you know, should Georgia have one of those years? Yeah. Yeah, they should. I mean, I don't think we're saying anything. They got the talent to win the national title this year. So I, I think Kirby Smart needs it more. But I I, re, I I don't know if that's one of the narratives you try to reject. But I certainly reject the idea that, oh, Kirby can't win the big one. Well, he's beaten 10 top 10 teams. Um, that's that's really good. It's really good. You know, <laughs> yeah. if you're if you're playing top 10 teams, you should generally be 500 because you're going to be in the top 10. They're going to be in the top 10 um, when you're, I think, 10 and five or 10 and six, something like that. Uh, you're doing you're doing really well. Um, so um, and and I kind of agree with you. It's really about the quarterback play. If you don't have the quarterback play, then you know what are you going to do? Stetson Bennett. Um, yeah, you know we call them the law firm on our podcast. It sounds like a law firm. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, <laughs> love the kid, right? I mean, he did everything. Right. He, he maxed it out. I mean, he had him. What was it tied against Bam at half or whatever? I mean, it was in the lead at half. In the yeah. lead, right? Yeah, we were uh, down three, first and ten at the twenty, late in the third or midway yeah. through the third quarter. So, and then, and then the inevitable happened. Um, <laughs> he was Ugh. never too he soon. Was never going to get there, right? <laughs> um, is JT Daniels that guy? The decision not to keep Justin Fields, right? That that kind of ends up haunting you. Bad bad choice there. Um, but if you have the QBs. You you and you your offense will modernize with its talent. When you have the running backs that Georgia has, and you have the line that Georgia has, what are you doing? If you're winning all these games, is your offense really wrong? I mean, what are we you know what are we talking right. about? They, there's a you know big thing right now that with Alabama that you know they've got three starters now, uh, starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, Jalen Hurts is starting uh, Tua, and uh, and and Mac Jones looks looks really good in New England. Um, and you know, that hadn't been the case for decades. Like AJ McCarron came in on mop up duty and was like the first Alabama starter. So like, I don't know what Joe Namath or something. Yeah. Greg McElroy. Yeah. Yeah. They had all these guys and it was like, Oh, Alabama quarterbacks aren't any good. Well, they weren't getting out. They weren't getting the Tua Tunga Valoas and the, and the, and the, um, Mac Jones was a very highly, you know, Mac Jones is a really good recruit. I mean, uh, you weren't getting four and five star recruits until Lane Kiffin became the offensive coordinator, and all of a sudden it became hot for quarterbacks to go there. Uh, so that's kind of your issue. Was Nick Saban a bad coach when he didn't have these great quarterbacks, or was he still winning? So I, uh, you know, I, I don't think the offense is a problem. I think it should be better. We'll see what JT Daniels can do. He was, I thought he was really good last year, but it was what four games, four games, um, yeah. You know, so he's got a. It's a whole different ball game against Clemson on, on Saturday. Totally. Yeah. I mean, speaking of the kind of quarterback play, uh, it seems like every time I turn on the television or listen to a podcast or, you know, pull up an article on this game, we're seeing a lot of, you know, high level praise for, for DJ uh, and, and kind of what he can do for Clemson, which he was fabulous against Notre Dame, right? And threw for all those yards. The flip side to that is that he's only played in two games and he's never been in an environment with a full stadium like he's going to see Saturday night. And that, you know, all those guys that he was throwing to in that Notre Dame game, first of all, a lot of it was yards after catch and kind of screen type situations and slants. But second of all, you know, the, the, the main targets in that game were, were ETN and, and Powell and Amari Rogers, and those guys are all in the NFL now. So, like, are we kind of underplaying uh, a little bit, like, the, the situation there and just sort of that there is maybe some unknowns and 
this will be a, a new experience for him. I mean, we know he's extremely talented and was a super recruit and has a huge arm, but I do think that uh, we're not talking enough about just that this is different and he's going to have to be thrown to different guys as well. He's going to have to push the ball downfield. Absolutely different deal, different. Uh, and I, I would think George's in order to him to have a nice defense last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think what, what, uh, DJ Uwe on LA gets the benefit of the doubt is that he was such a highly touted recruit. Um, and everybody wanted him. He looks the part. He's a big, strong kid. He's a great athlete. He looks like a leader. All the things you really want out of quarterback. And now here's this, and you got that peek at him. And he basically walked in and, and, uh, you know, BBC and, and Notre Dame. If you're getting thrown to the fire, that's, that's a pretty, or lost to Notre Dame, but he played pretty well in that game. Um, so, but yeah, you got to do it. It's got to be your team. It's different weapons. What 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 receivers do we have? Uh, and that's a little bit of JT's thing, right? What receivers do we have? George's right. receiving room is the one question mark of this team. The benefit here is the secondary for Clemson lost a couple players in the offseason too, and there's a lot of question marks there. So um, that may not be as big of an issue as it would be if it was a different opponent. Well, you know, from the Georgia's perspective, yeah, the receivers are a question mark, but they still have recruited like, you know, so well. I mean, actually some of the, you know, the, the metrics on the the talent on the team is Georgia's actually ahead of Alabama. So um, they may not be well known and certainly Pickens is the, the name that the national media knows. But I, I, I think that that's unknown more than it is a weakness. Um, I, I don't think that the offense is going to be the reason we lose this game. I think JT – um, will deliver offensively. I just wonder, you know, if if DJ isn't – if we don't keep him contained, if we if we give up the perimeter game, um, if he beats us a few times with his, you know, you know, rolling out of the pocket with that athleticism, it could be a problem. But I, I like Georgia's chance, and uh, I'm excited for the game. Are you by, – by any chance, are you just watching at home and reporting in, on all the games, or are you going to, to Charlotte for the game? I will be home. Uh, both of my – uh, Pete Thamel will be there for Yahoo Sports, and Pat Forty, we do the podcast with, uh, is will be there for Sports Illustrated. But yeah, I'm not too worried. So I'm, I'm happy to watch all the games at home Saturday. I am yeah. going to try to. Um, I don't not you know I'm not sure how I'm how I'm packing in 14 straight hours, uh, but I'm going to try. This is what the off season's for. I know you've been try. prepping. Yeah. Get the lawn <laughs> mode Friday. Uh, make sure 12 ounce curls, man. Make every, everything's in order. You know. Uh, yeah, you know, refinish that table. I get my, 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 my job list out of the way. Um, yeah, you know, I was looking at that, tw- the 24 seven talent, um, composite uh, index. Yeah. Composite. Yeah. Which is a great, it's a great thing. I don't love 24 sevens. Um, I don't like the way they rate talent because, um, it's, co- it's like a, you know, it's a merge of a bunch of other guys and you could actually be like, a everyone could have you as a four star and you become a five which I, it's like crazy. Cause like if everybody the rates aggregate, someone, yeah. Yeah. If everybody's everyone in the NFL says this guy is a second round draft pick, you don't sit there at 16 in the first round and go better take him, Right. Like that's mm. not how this works. So I don't like their system of ranking, but that, that formula is terrific. Um, and it, it'll tell you generally about the talent. I mean, 19, five stars on Georgia. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's only 22 spots playing. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> what the hell? Right, 19? <laughs> like, 
Alabama's right. got 14. Like Clemson's got 10. So, yeah, I'm not too worried uh, about Georgia's talent. I'm sure there's some there's some 6'3 kid that could run um, coming out of South Georgia that, that I'm not aware of yet. <laughs> Um, right. I'm not. Yeah, we don't. We're not going to shed any tears for Georgia. So, <laughs> well, let's let's talk about the game a little bit. I mean, you know, where where's your head with this matchup? Have you kind of been able to to dive into it? I know you, you know, you mentioned that wide receiver room for for Georgia, and we've talked about some of the inexperienced spots at Clemson. But uh, have you kind of gone so far down the wormhole to 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 work on making a prediction or? Uh, have any insight on the matchup? He's, he's politely asking you, "Who's your money on, Dan?" Yeah, I'll I'll do that. No, no, I don't. Um, I do not. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to struggle with the, you know a gap coverage. I don't do all that, and no one would want to listen to me if that was my analysis. It would be completely wrong. Um, no, I just mean anything. In I'll say this: I'm picking Georgia to win the game. Uh, they're at home. Uh, I think they've been waiting for this opportunity. It, it is in Charlotte, though, but they're not. In I mean, not Charlotte. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. 50-50 stadium, man. Why did I get that wrong? I just you just mentioned Charlotte too. Um, 50-50 stadium. I, I'm picking. I'm picking George. I think they have the better team. They have a little bit more experienced quarterback. I think they have. Um, I think they've been waiting for this thing. I think there's going to be a transition, a little bit of a transition for Clemson, uh, not having Trevor Lawrence, who's like their north star, uh, there for three years, and he's going to be close though. I mean, you know, I can give you all the football cliches, you know, turnover battle, or you know, someone Game someone does inches. this. Yeah, game of inches. I think it's gonna be a great football game. Nice. Yeah, I think it will be too. I mean, I we, we did our predictions on on Tuesday night when we did our last episode, and uh, I mean, personally, I think Clemson. You know, Dabo said earlier this week that they're gonna have to rotate centers, and that you know, there's there's gonna be a true freshman kind of starting at one of the guard spots right there next to the center, and I think the the strength of Georgia's team is that D line, and I just think that's a lot to ask of DJ. Uh, in a game where, you know, all the Clemson people seem pretty adamant that they're not going to be able to run the ball. They probably have to throw for 350 to 400 yards in that scenario. And if they can't block the interior of the line, that's going to be difficult. So uh, I I do think it'll be a close game as well. But uh, my theory is that if on the off chance that either of these coaches like find themselves up big in the fourth quarter, uh, that they're going to try and tack on a couple different, a couple more scores because I don't think they want to play each other again if they don't have to. And, you know, like you're saying, it probably doesn't eliminate anybody, but uh, with Clemson's out of conference, like with Clemson's regular season schedule being as weak as it is, do you think that there is any scenario where, you know, they do lose this game and, and maybe just can't make it back because they don't have the marquee opponents? 12 and one Clemson. Probably sure. not. Uh, should there be? Yes. But, like, Cincinnati could go 25-0 and 0 and they're going to find something uh, to Fair throw enough. them out of there. You know, um, it's – I mean – That's a gr- that's an awesome scenario. An undefeated Cincinnati and a 12-1 and Clemson. Both teams have Put played – the Bearcats in. Yeah, both teams have played Georgia. You know, uh, I mean that, – that, And that I, Cincinnati team would have victories on the road over Indiana and Notre Dame. Right, UCF, Navy. Like, they got, that's a, it's a decent schedule. It's a pretty good schedule. You can't sit. This is my thing. It's like, well, the ACC is power and the AAC isn't. It's like, eh, there's an awful lot of merger there, man. There's a oh lot no, of get over. You know, yeah, you're talking about that composite uh, that composite index. Go look at Old Dominion versus uh, versus Wake Forest, uh, and yeah, tell me, right. tell me, I would take Old Dominion in the points. 
talk yeah, about put Syracuse UAB. in the AAC and yeah, see you if they win six UAB, games. Right? No. They're in their league, yeah. right? Or you want to, you know, whatever. Um, no, I, I think there's a, a an element of that that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I they but they'll find a way not to. Um, I would put Clems, I would put Cincinnati in a second over that, but I guess I'd have to I'd have to look. But uh, I think a twelve and one Clemson's probably in. I mean, if they just get housed, maybe. But man, they're they're gonna they're gonna they they set this thing up the way they set it up, and um, they run the committee. They choose who's on the committee. There's no like, you know, you can't like run and like be the uh, agitator. There's no like analytics guy on the committee. It's 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 the old boy network. Much down to our chagrin, yeah. Yeah, I'm, you know, right. I'm available if the committee. You know. I was always like, <laughs> why don't you put like a stat person? You know, it's like, no, nah, this guy, he he was great. Played it. No, a, it's the eye test. Yeah, he played at Ohio State, sixty-eight to seventy-one with Woody. He really knows football. Okay, <laughs> that's great. This guy knows. You know, and this is the guys that still think you need to got to establish the run. <laughs> yeah. You remember, so, I, I say this sometimes. Remember the first year of the playoff. Now, Ohio State gets in, and they deserve it. That team was loaded. They never should have been in doubt, and they win the national title. But the last night of the – it was TCU, Baylor, and Ohio State, and they're picking through the three. And Ohio State blows out Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. And I know I'm hijacking right. this stuff. No, this is great. This is, this is With awesome. Cardell Hayes. Not, I'm sorry. Cardell no, Jones. Cardell yeah. Jones. Cardell Jones. Cardell Hayes is a different, totally different guy. <laughs> Cardell Jones. And the, the narrative was they won with their third-string quarterback. That right. shows a lot, right? When did winning with a third-string quarterback become a metric? Does, does it, so you're, are you punished if your first two stringers didn't get hurt? Like, this yeah, is the logic of the third, But it's like, well, they must be good. They're third. What do you think Ohio State recruits bums? Like, do you really think that, like, they just got some skinny, knock-kneed kid from Akron standing around going, oh, good golly, coach, do I got to go in? Like, Cardell yeah. Jones played in the NFL. Like, everybody's yeah. good on these teams. Was like, Joe Burrow was their third-string quarterback One with their third-string quarterback. Um, and I'm like, okay, you guys are truly just making crap up now. Right <laughs> off the bat. We're just we're just inventing. You, he said you had a million ways to determine this, and we went with the third-string quarterback. He's good. All right. There you go. All right, so before we get you out of here, uh, any other other games outside of Georgia Clemson that you're particularly excited for or any, you know, games that you think might be close that everyone is is not paying attention to? Well, I mean, there's a ton. That's the beauty of this thing. I mean, right. you know, LSU-UCLA is, is – is this is Chip Kelly's fourth year. You better uh-huh. – you need to win or be really competitive or this just didn't happen at the same time. Coach O is uh, – is you know I wouldn't put him on a hot seat, but the seat gets real hot quick down there. You lose um, that game, he's on a hot seat. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean that's 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 a huge game. Um, I'm dying to see Penn State, Wisconsin. Penn State had a bad year last year, but they have a lot of talent. James Franklin's a good coach. That's a real kind of knockout. That's a I mean that's a that's a heavyweight fight right off the bat. Big Ten put out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Iowa and Indiana. I'm interested to, to watch. Uh, Alabama, Miami. You know, just how good is the U? I mean, they got a great front seven. Um, Alabama's breaking a ton of guys. If it wasn't Alabama, you'd go, geez, I think Miami wins that. Maybe might think Miami wins that game, but you know how talented these kids are, and you've seen it. So uh, it's going to be a – it's just going to be a terrific day of, uh, of, of college football. 100%. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I hope to have you on again maybe as this season, you know – 
starts to unfold for Georgia and we, we can we can have more of these big matchups. And if you're willing to to jump on with us, we'll we'll take you any time. He's Always Dan. Am. Thank you so much. He's Dan Wetzel at Dan Wetzel on the Twitter. Uh, he writes for Yahoo College Sports or Yahoo Sports. He covers everything. Um, please follow it and read his stuff if you're not already. He's great. There, his podcast with Pete Thamel and Pat Forty is the College Sports Inquirer, right? You just changed college the name. Football. To, college, college football. College football. Inquirer. College football inquirer. All right, oh, wow. nothing about chicken in there. Uh, um, that's a little No, misleading. but we will discuss chicken. <laughs> All <laughs> right, Dan, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, enjoy the weekend of games. All right, thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you. Have a good one.